Welcome back to the Untitled Podcast. Once again, it's Justin. My name is Jalon. I'm Tony. Um, you know, everyone, um, last week we kind of had a conversation that was pretty, that was pretty deep, but uh this week I kind of want to take a different um approach or maybe even initiate a conversation that I think is well needed. Um, I believe in the conversation that we had last week, I, I mentioned something about um why is it that we respect the traditionalism with certain music and not the traditionalism with what makes a relationship a real relationship? And what I, what I mean by that is um, there's expectations when you hear uh, the song Wobble, like people will just get up and just start, start dancing, right? Um, <laughs> but um, why is it that easy that you can do that? But when it comes to a, I don't know, a man abiding by certain chores within uh, <laughs> the household, maybe like uh, um, a sense of security, right? Uh, why is there questioning of who actually takes on the household, right? Or why is there um, any any type of question of whose role is what when it comes to a relationship between a man and a woman? And this is just an example, but um, I don't want to be um, biased when I speak about this point. So I'm going to say when there is a relationship that consists of uh, feminine and masculine energy, right? Um, I'm curious to know what you guys think about that. Okay, so I'm going to start with that. I'm going to go with the wobble theme you was talking about. So we're talking about music, the wobble, electric slide, swag surfing. Anytime we hear that, we feel good. We make us forget anything, all of our problems. Like if swag surfing came out right now and we're doing, it doesn't matter what we're doing, what we're thinking about, we're enjoying ourselves. With relationship wise, that gets a little more deep, but I just feel like in the music aspect of it, in that moment, we want to feel good. And that song or those songs, those dance songs make us feel good for that moment. I, I agree with that. I think uh, relationships are complex like the wobble is complex too if you don't know what you're doing or like the first time you cha-cha slide or any of those dances like you know, the first couple times you don't really know what you're doing um and then you learn it and i feel like that's kind of what i think about when you contextualize it with like the traditional aspect of relationships i feel like a lot of people haven't been shown what to do because maybe their relationship models are broken right so if you come from a broken household how can you go out and then, you know, make a, a good relationship or, you know, like do it yourself if you've never seen that? Like it's one of those things I think about like that. It's easy for the cha-cha slide, the electric slide or even a wobble because I can go to Jalan to Tony and be like, y'all will be like, hey, show me what to do. And I just got to follow it exactly to the T for relationships. It's more like the a tango or a waltz or something that's like really, really complicated where it's like, damn, bro, you make it look easy. But when I get out on the floor, bro, this shit hard as hell. So like that's kind of how I think about it. Like nobody's been shown how to properly do it, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. I'm sorry, Tony. Can I interject real quick? Yeah. So for the electric slide, are y'all hitting the floor? Like are y'all slapping that floor when y'all do it? 
Oh, yeah, 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 you got to you got to shake it up like you throwing dice, baby. Nah, you got to kick that leg out too. I got you got to. My knees, man. It depends on the day. It depends on the day, you know. For real, I I, I guess I don't know the mood. Yeah. Yeah. How many drinks you've had? You oh, know, yeah, yeah. I'm full or not? I mean, you know, yeah. it's a That's lot of something. factors. <laughs> yeah, but definitely all the, all them dance, I'm bumping anybody around, man. I'm making sure I enjoy myself because you don't got that's time to forget all your worries. So I'm I'm definitely enjoying myself. Y'all doing the wobble? I, I've I done would. it. I I don't know how to do it, but I've got up and try to do the the hop and then turn and I'm like, yo, you, you don't know how to do the wobble? No, I don't. No. Yeah, actually, so we gotta actually, get Jelan on video doing the wobble. Listen, I actually, <laughs> I actually had a I actually had a date one time, and she came over here, and we actually was learning how to do the wobble because neither one of us knew how to do it. Mm. <laughs> we was watching tutorials on how to do the wobble. Wow, y'all didn't boosted somebody YouTube algorithm watching wobble <laughs> tutorials. Yes. <laughs> what about that cha cha slide, man? Come on now. Oh, that's that's and, legendary. You know, that's super legendary. It comes with instructions. So if you mess that up, like, right, like it's a, it's a slide part of the song. to the left. Yeah. Take it back down, y'all. Yeah. Exactly. Well, One hop this time. <laughs> right foot left stroke. Oh, all right. So I want to get back to your subject when relationships and the traditional part, but like I can't pass up talking about the cha cha slide <laughs> and the fact that a grown man recorded that song. Um, like I think about being in the studio with this dude and it's like, bro, you really dead ass recording this? Slide <laughs> to the left. <laughs> Take it back now. Yeah, like, and, it, and it's a hit. You know, it's a yeah. global sensational hit. The cha-cha it's slide. It's crazy. It was crazy how that, how that grew to be a hit, man. I'm still kind of blown away. Like, I think we was fairly young when that song came out too, right? Really young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, like, like, I remember doing Elementary it school, school so middle school. Like, yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's crazy. That insane, insane. But back to your point, Tony. Like, what what is your take on it, though? Because I know you you posed a question, but what do you feel in regards yeah. to it? Like, I actually share the same perspective that you guys speak of, and like, just to dive a little deeper. Like, of course, there's conversation online and so on social media, whatever that talks about. Um, the difference between masculine and feminine energy. What does that mean within a relationship? Maybe some conversations is about what is a relationship? Who is responsible? Gender roles? Like all of these topics are like interchangeable. So I always thought about, well, well, how does that tie into music? And I mean, both of you guys hit a great point. But I think it's just based on what you were exposed to, what you was raised to, I mean, raised on or the culture within your family. So I personally think that this culture that we have within the music uh, industry, as far as like the getting money mentality, every man for themselves, you got to grind, 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 grind. And then you got the, the WAP mentality. Where it's like, hey, look, I did it. I did it all by myself and I'm cool with it. And then you got the sexual exploitation type of culture where we have like it, that that is all fed into what we believe or what our children believe is traditional now. Hey, 
every man for himself. You go out and get it. So we've actually seen two different worlds. Like there were families like J- like Jalan. You basically ask, hey, look, will you slap that floor if you was going to do the electric slide? That's a cultural thing. That's a that's a cultural question. But we also see that there's a girl that will probably pussy pop on the floor as well and be totally fine with that and wouldn't even think about her man at the table. That's like, what the hell's going on here? Right. Or woman, however she get down. Right. So this lead me into a, a question. Do you guys think that the music industry influences us to separate our traditional values from reality? Mm. Mm. Go ahead, Jalan. No, I think so. I think so. I think a a lot of these people don't have great examples in their life, and they look at the media or look at the music industry as their example. You know, I want to bring up. um, I send a video. I I don't know how. I don't. I don't know if I want to go this deep yet. But I was sending a video of um, Sierra, for example. Like she's on Instagram twerking and stuff, and she's a married woman with three kids, and. They think everybody in the comments is like, oh, there you go. Russell's a lucky man, blah, 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 blah. And they think that's acceptable for a married woman and then with three kids, you know? And I could even take it deeper. You think of like her age, like she's 36, right? All of us had, uh, all of our moms had us pretty young. So at 36, I did the math. My mom would be about, I, I mean, I would be, I'll be about 13, right? So if my mom is on Instagram twerking and I'm 13 years old, that's kind of that's kind of crazy if you look at it like that. You know what I'm saying? You're just thinking for her as an entertainer, but think about don't even think about Russell. Think about the kids. You know what I'm saying? There's so many elements of that's acceptable. So now a 34 year old with a 12 year old and married, they thinking if she's doing it 36, I can do it at 34. And they're basing everything on the media and these music influencers instead of their parents or people in their life. I, I agree. I agree to a point. Because I feel like I will agree to like music and media has raised a lot of people and there's no ifs, ands and buts about it. Like even when I think about the song like Webby Independent, like I N D, you know, the that song, we have so many like a a generation of women that's like their focus is being solely independent, which there's nothing wrong with being independent. Yeah. But when you come within a relationship, there's always going to be some type of compromise. An independent man and an independent woman cannot be in a relationship independently together. It's not going to work because there are certain things that you're going to have to compromise and kind of figure out who wears, you know, who who leads, who follows. Like that is just how relationships are. And in terms of the Sierra thing. I feel like the one thing I can say, which is probably like American culture, we have this weird thing like over sexualizing things and like twerking. To me, twerking is just a form of dance. Like if you go to Africa, they still do a lot of hip movement and they they whine and, you know, even like Caribbean culture, like soca. Um, if you go to any type of carnival, you'll see women 60 years old and like literally little G strings with kids just dancing. So to me, that's not necessarily an issue if you if your kids are aware of that, because I grew up with that. My the issue, my issue is more so people have a sensational views of like, okay, I want to be like Sierra Russell Wilson. Like, you don't know what her relationship lies like. You should never look at kind of going back to our relationship goals. Um, 
uh, episode. Like you should never look at somebody's uh, relationship like, okay, that's what I want. You do not know the inner workings of that relationship. Like I get that you want a pattern to be a successful relationship, but like you don't know if it's successful behind closed doors. Yeah. Like you just see the the image of kind of what's out there. So I, I do, I guess wrapping up to say like, music has raised a lot of people and it has curbed how we think about um, relationships because you, we all know when like, you know, independent came out or even all the songs, you got women going hard. I ain't like, that is their anthem and stuff like that. Spell it out, bro. Bro, I don't want to misspell it. That's why I keep stopping short. I'm not about to be out here like putting the D before the P. Listen, spell it ain't my forte, bro. You ain't about to catch me up. But, um, I do think I do think there's a lot of songs and it's no different for men because how many times like growing up have we heard like money over bitches? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Like it's it's some grown man right now with that tattoo, M O B or M O E. Mm-hmm. And it's kinda like money's great, but that that shit don't <laughs> you still gonna be lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda I kinda got a point on that though. It's like I feel like the reason why they say that, because a lot of times, especially younger men, they're following these women instead of going after their purpose. And I feel like I, I don't like how that is stated, but I do feel like you should go after your purpose or go after the money before you chase the woman. I don't feel like you chase the money, though. Like money is a frequency. You got to attract it. So once you get into the same, once you learn how to make money, you're always going to be good. It's like learning the skill. Um, what's the old saying? You can like lead a horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. So I feel like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. in our generation, like, oh, chase the money, chase the money. No, focus on how to build the wealth to sustain it because you can go make a thousand dollars right now, but then lose it. And that's why you get a lot of people like, uh, like the drug dealing culture, Mm -hmm. drug dealing and running the business is damn near the same thing. But we push this fast instant gratification of go get your money or get your money. No, go build your wealth, go learn these skills, go learn these tools. So, when your money do dry up, because if you look at and study a lot of really wit, rich and successful people, they've lost their money timeless. They went bankrupt several times, but they have the skill set to build it back. That's actually an interesting point, because that raises that still raises the question, well, what defines traditional? Right. Because. I would if I mean, just to just to speak on this point, like I would teach my son to focus on the business first, focus on handling your business before all of that pleasure stuff, right? I mean, that's like a traditional mind state, but how can we define it into just being a stationary angle, right? Just one way. So, I mean, because yeah, that, I mean, my son, he could, he could say, yeah, I'm gonna focus on the money, but you know, have a $800 million business uh that is a drug dealing business <laughs> you know what i'm saying i wouldn't know like but i mean we can't say that he's doing any anything wrong because you know he's focused on getting the money first so how can we define that traditionalism like i think for me i think music has one hell of an influence when it comes to the uh separating our traditional values um, from reality. Um, I mean, I think it's okay to go as deep as we need to go because this is what we do. This is our, this is our platform. This is what our podcast is supposed to do. So I feel as though 
I think I need to dig deeper in history. I mean, if you think about it. Go ahead, do it. The drum. The drum is the analogy of the heartbeat. I learned this back in hip hop class, back at uh, A&T. Shout out to <laughs> Professor Brian. <laughs> he know who he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a great class because he just brought back the reality of contemporary times versus the history of hip hop. So the beat of the drum is comparison to the heartbeat. And you hear all those stuff about, I mean, you know, bass lines and, and, and snares and all that. And all the stuff that we hear now is, is e- equivalent to how we feel in the inside. And, and if you think about it, it's a lot of anxiety people because how many times do we hear that trouble running so many times? It's like, you know, you know, the trap beats, like we are just there too because we feel it and we're like oh this is exactly how we how we feel i'm getting to a certain point here's my point my point is this when it comes to culture today everything is so fast and it separates the traditional value that makes us feel makes us feel in a positive frequency okay um there's no more positive frequencies when it comes to drum uh, uh, movements, drum patterns, music, instructions, the guru um, or the giro. I kind of forgot what that title was, but the MC, right? The MC, somebody that is in control of the mic, they will instruct you on how to move when you hear that rhythm. Nowadays, we have people saying, pick up that gun and shoot your op. Fuck that nigga. He ain't shit. Uh, why? Why do we have that? There's nobody that's saying, hey, love on your woman because she's all you have. Or respect your man because he's going to protect you. Like, why don't we have that? Even though those two are points that could be classified as traditional. So this is an interesting topic, man. I know I was kind of all, all over the place, and I apologize for the audience, man, if I kind of like went <laughs> out of now space. Great job, man. That's just job. what it is. Like, I think that we need to really understand that. So this kind of brings me into my next question, man. Like, do you think that uh, music could help us advocate unity within the household again? And if so, please explain. Um, I'm going to start off so that you guys can collect your thoughts. <laughs> Thank but, you. I'm yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Like, I know I shouldn't talk about this, man. I mean, hey, I really don't want to talk about Robert, man, because Robert was a horrible, horrible person, but he damn sure had a song that made everybody just come together. And it was called Step in the Name of Love, man. As soon as you heard it, you would do the cha-cha slide. Yeah. <laughs> Step in the name yeah. of love. You yeah. would do the electric slide when you hear that or the famous yeah. two-step because it was a frequency. And he was instructing people, hey, man, if you're going to dance, dance in the name of love, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to move, move in the name of love, y'all. Right? Yeah. And people gravitated towards that. Now I still I'm, do. Right. They still do. They could drop the song right now. They they probably would never admit it. And I get it, Robert is a horrible person, but R. Kelly 
dropped that song, Step in the Name of Love, it was actually probably in the name of love, you know? Yeah. So yeah. the way I see it, man, I think that music could be a strong advocate to unity within the household, especially now. Like, we need it more than ever, man. Like, the way our culture is, man, like, I think Joe Biden just said no to student loan forgiveness. Like, <laughs> yo, we need, <laughs> we need love. We need some happiness. <laughs> we need yeah. some happiness. We need some instruction that can just help us just get through the day, man. Because especially the, the new generations and the, and the new married couples and things of that nature. So what's up? All right. Yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go next on that. And I feel like it's possible. Um, it's kind of, this is going to be kind of off, but if you, if I don't know if y'all heard that Russ album, did y'all listen to that? Oh, I love that oh. album, man. Never Her- heard a Russ album before. Oh. What? Oh, Yo. come on, man. It's <laughs> fire. Gotta listen Russ to before, it. You man. got to. Yeah, it's fire. But mm. basically to uh, put on my point was that was an actual traditional hip hop album. Facts. And I'm not sure what the numbers did, but he got like the best hip hop producers. He got ninth, Jake won. Did Bink is it Bink on there? A uh, Bink probably. Uh, he got Pat Poos. He got mm-hmm. Big Crit, mm-hmm. Big Sean. He got okay. He got, he got it's a hip hop album, and I feel like he did it the right way. So that's like traditional hip hop is going to make more people want to do things like that. Yeah. I feel like that has to do the same thing with the music, with relationship wise. If we have the right artists make songs that people are going to want to love on their woman or the woman want to love on their man, it's going to work. But until we get the right artists to do it. It's not. It's not gonna happen. So true. I I agree. So I watched a, a, a interview with Russ and Jay Shetty. So I'm a now a fan of Russ, um, just kind of from his perspective and how he even approaches music and the fact that how he doesn't like to put you know certain things in it, you know, like the whole pill popping zany mm-hmm. culture and things like that. Yeah. So I, I could definitely see that from an album, but I I, I kind of think back to like Cole when we talk about like the traditional things, I feel like Cole's a very vulnerable hip hop artist. Like even when you think about like folding clothes and Kevin's heart and stuff like that, he's trying to bring in that, like, Hey, as a man, I can love my woman. Yeah. I can be uh vulnerable. I think about like uh, the song from this, uh, his last album, hunger on hillside when he, the line, like, you know, I stopped being a hoe and I found out like I was a hoe and I'm paraphrasing it. But like it's, you know, it's on Hunger Hill side. I have to bring, I'll bring up the lyrics, but it's the, the gist of the song is like, you know, he stopped pretty much creeping when he, you know, creeping with hoes when he realized like he was the hoe. And there's not a lot of like, you know, hip hop artists that can kind of be introspective enough to be like, hey, I was that guy, but I've learned from it. And the reason I learned from it because I ain't feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And that conversation is not being had because I feel like a lot of people feel like, you know, once you kind of fall into a certain spot that you are that person forever. No, no, no. You can change that. That was your past. You and honestly, that will help you relate to to more people in the sense like, yeah, I've been that person. You know, like for me, I've been that. I'm a retired city boy. You know, I ran my numbers up so I can talk to another young man in a situation like, hey, bro, I've been there. I've been where you are. I understand that mindset. That mindset is coming from a place of trauma and a place of hurt. Yeah. You know, and I feel like with the hip hop, the truth of the nature is a lot of these artists that talk about fucking killing their ops and shit like that. It's coming from a place of trauma and hurt. They didn't have love. You can't have love in a household, then go out and take somebody else's life. That's facts. 
Yeah. Yeah. So for, for that, like you when you hit a, a good point. So you were talking about trauma. So I feel like, and I'm, this is a question for y'all. So do y'all feel like for relationship wise, people, like let's say they end a bad relationship. Do you think they take that same trauma into the next one? And that's kind of a reason why it's kind of hard to trust that next person or to have a successful relationship because they're always thinking about the hurt and the amount of trauma they had in their previous relationships. Oh man, without a doubt, bro. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. That's like implied. I think that that's something that is uh, Im- implied if you don't have the self awareness into understanding, oh, okay, I don't want to bring in any baggage to this new chapter in my life. And the issue is there's a lot of people that lack that um, uh, characteristic of emotional intelligence, which is being self-aware. Um, and to go on your point, Justin, like there's there's people that lack that uh, emotional intelligence as far as being self-regulated or just understanding how to control their emotions or even identifying if they have or if they're going through a, spe- a specific emotion. So, yeah, like that's definitely goes hand in hand. Yeah. To your point, Tony, I want to ask a question because it kind of makes me think about masculinity and hip hop. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that hip hop does a good job of perpetuating the, the stereotype for black men that we have to be this super hard thing where we can't talk about our emotions. I was uh, watching a Jay-Z interview and it was taught, this is around the time he dropped uh, the 444 album. It was an interview he did for um, Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about his growth through therapy and being very introspective on that album. And he talks about like early in his career, he made the song Song Cry kind of in the sense of like the trauma. Like, you know, that's why he made the song cry because he couldn't do it. So I just wanted to kind of know you guys' perspective on like how hip hop has, I guess, further that I'm going to say negative stereotype that men cannot be vulnerable, even like when it comes to like crying. What are your thoughts on it? Sure. So um, for me, like, I think when it comes to that, there's rappers now, and this is just from what I'm discovering. There's young rappers now that are subliminally proposing threats to other rappers within their music. And they're using it as a, as a, as a new language now, right? Like, and it's just the weirdest thing. It's like, well, why can't you just talk about it? Why can't you just call up that you know person and, and, and tell them to come to the studio and y'all can hash it out or maybe duke it out if y'all, if y'all really have to, right? You, I mean, really? I mean, why does it have to? Right, like, right. Like, why does it have to be on wax in order for you to make sure that somebody got heard? Like, it's always, um, well, we got to record it and then shoot a video, you know, in the ops's uh, territory and then make sure that it has over a million views on YouTube so that they know that we're not playing. Like, what What type of logic is that? So, I, I think it's just a means of communication. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, there's people that 
would rather, you know, sit in the back and draw pictures and then just leave the classroom like, yeah, I was here. <laughs> you saw those pictures in the back? That was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of like actually getting the textbook and being interactive and doing it the right way so that you can just know that you communicated the best way possible instead of your way possible, right? Or your way that you think is comfortable. So yeah, it's crazy. I ain't gonna lie, man. I don't remember the question. <laughs> oh no, nah, I guess I'm a I'm a condense it. Hip hop, masculinity, and vulnerability. Like, I guess furthering that stereotype. How do you feel about it? Man, that's tough, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's man, a it's a real topic, uh, man. Masculinity. Let's see, let's see. Masculinity, vulnerability. Man. I don't know, man. Next question, bro. Uh, hey, hey, we can, we, shit, cool. we can keep it pushing. It's we cool. can keep it pushing. We can keep it pushing. I, I, could, I could talk about... Okay, so one, one artist I want to bring up, um, Big Sean. I know he talks about a lot about mental health, so I guess that's more yeah. important mm-hmm. before you build. Yeah, yeah. I cannot talk, bro. Well, how do you say the word? <laughs> Vulnerability. Yeah. Vulnerability. There you go. Vulnerability. So he talks about mental health. He talks about writing a journal. He talks about meditating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people, I don't feel like people think it's not cool now. I think people are more talking about mental health. But before, and me, me and Justin talked about this, having a therapist, yeah. yo, you're crazy. The only people that have a therapist Thanks. are the crazy people. It's not, not the people oh, that are people. regular. Yeah. Because <laughs> we go through everything. We go through things just like everybody else, but we have nobody to talk to about it. True. Absolutely. So I, I want to say on the Big Sean thing, I'll, I think... The truth is a lot of the artists that are like talking about this are in our age bracket, right? Yeah. So if you 18, 16, 17, a lot of the 16 to 17 year olds are not about to listen to Big Sean. Like that's our generation. It's their generation they're going to listen to. Um, And those are the ones they get in their clues from. They get in their clues from other emotionally traumatized Mm. individuals. Yo. And they're not necessarily going to be tapping into like, you know, we can hear the growth in somebody like a Sean or a Cole. But yeah. Growth also comes with living life. But yeah. if you 17 or you 21 and your favorite artist is NBA Youngboy, he's still going through those trials. And trials. He can't tell you to go to therapy if he hasn't figured that out on his own. And that's mm. truly the problem. Like. Tony, you asked about earlier, like, you know, kind of why is it? I feel like they ain't no more OGs. A lot yeah. of kids don't have a, a like an older brother, like, uh, you know, or older sibling general or somebody that they can actually talk to and be like real legit with like, hey, because a father. Like, what, what's Let's up with this? A father. <laughs> yeah, for right. real, for real. Like they, yeah. they father, like they father not there. Mm-hmm. So if you don't got none of that shit, you turn into like the music and Unfortunately, when you turn on that music, whether it's, you know, romance or this, that, and the third, it's going to, you, if you having issues with your ops, which you're going to turn on some hard, you know, I'm about to right. run up in the spot, you know, and so on and so forth. So I think that's kind of one of those things that it, it, I, it comes full circle. Facts. Yeah, I have actually, I was listening to some music today, but a song that I want to bring up, I don't know if you heard it, but Prince, If I Was Your Girlfriend, have you ever heard that song? I think I heard that song. Yeah. Like, okay. like the Prince? Prince, yes. The Prince. Prince. If I was your girlfriend, that, okay. that guy. Yeah. Have you ever heard that song? 
I don't think I have. Okay, so okay, when I first thought about that song, I never listened to it and really like listened to what he was talking about. But basically, what he was talking about, if he's the girl's girlfriend, so he's not like saying he's somebody else's girlfriend, but he's her girlfriend as a friend, as a girl. So he was basically saying that, would you tell me somebody hurt you, even if it was me? So even if I hurt you, would you tell me that? And that kind of gets into like a conversation now is that people don't have anybody to talk to. Because I feel like relationship wise, a lot of relationships go wrong is in that group chat. (laughs) Because (laughs) (laughs) Yo. Facts. 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 Because basically what they do is they tell all these girls all their problems. And it's like. (laughs) They're not. They're not good. Look, they're single. They're bitter, and, and they're talking about. They're they're pretty much comparing the guy you're talking to to all the guys they're talking to. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, mm, yeah, all the trauma they're having is going into your relationship because now she's like, oh man, my friend told me this, told me that, told me that, and too it's, much. It's he a, it's say, a, she say. It's a big Facts. mess. Yeah. Facts. So what you do when if you're in that situation and you don't have anybody to turn to and you can only turn to the group chat? What you do? Yo, like, I think you can rely on your morals and your values that you was taught or you should have been taught. taught See, that's what that's what makes a bias, because it's like, well, why what? Why weren't you taught them? And if not, what were you taught? Was and where did it come from? Did it come from school or did it come from culture or did it come from music? What you hear every day, you know what I'm saying? So, man, that's this is a this is a real topic, man. Like, I mean, really, like we we milking this junk out, but it's real. (laughs) (laughs) It's real, like for real. Yeah, goodness, man. Yeah, but but I could go ahead, go ahead, Justin, your turn. No, no, I want to go with what you're saying. No, I'm just saying I could go deeper into that, man. It's it's just like you're asking people that's not in your circumstance, you know, for advice, which is not really going to help. And they're not therapists anyway. So they're just talking about, you know, their experiences. So I was just talking about like on my experience, I think multiple girls that I like had really deep connections with, they were saying, oh, my friend said, don't talk to you because of blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? But like their friends, I would never talk to their friends. You see what I'm saying? It's like, I want to talk to her because I like her, but comparing what her friends would tell me, I mean, talk about me. They're not dealing with the same kind of person. You feel me? Yeah. So like they're not dealing with Jalon. They're not dealing with Tony. They're not dealing with Justin. They're dealing with Bozo the Clown down there. And they they they're comparing Bozo to me or Tony. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, real. The truth of this situation is like so early on with them, our relationship. This is one of the things I kind of wanted to pull away, and I feel like it's natural when you get in a relationship, you turn to the homies, and I don't. Well, you know, you should, you should. Listen, listen, uh, y'all, give, y'all give me the worst advice, bro. Nah, nah. You know, it, it is. I get. I don't even give advice. I get perspective. Uh, but it's one of those things. I've always. I have an analogy for life, right? So, if you are in a financial situation, you don't turn to somebody that's not in a financial situation that you want to be in for advice. Yep. If that yep. person's poor and you're getting money advice from them, you're going to most likely be poor. You know, you yep. don't take fitness 
from a fat person. Yeah. No, 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 hey, no shame. I ain't trying to fat shame nobody, but they don't give you the best, you know, fitness advice. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So, one second, one second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cutting you off, bro. I listened. I forgot. I forgot what I was doing at the pool. Right. But I saw this fat dude giving lessons to these people how to swim. I'm like, nah, man, that's. Uh, hey, bro, fat people can swim. No, bro. no, no, oh, bro, no, no. I'm sorry, no, bro. Come on, that's not the same. If you was given like on how to run a mile, that'd be different. But no, no. Listen, I'm not. T- okay, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna fat shame nobody. Good, bro. You fat bias. Listen, I, I'm. I'm just saying. You know, he wasn't fat trying bias. to give. Hey, I, I'm not. You know, he ain't trying to give lessons on how to lose weight. That would have been more out of pocket. Yeah, facts. <laughs> that would have been more out of pocket. I'm sorry. But- for you off. Go ahead, man. Nah, you good? Because that it's a the point I'm just trying to make for relationships. You can't turn to people if they're not in a relationship position that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. Like there are some people that you can say consider are like wise and like okay, so on and so forth. But most people, when we turn into our friends, it's like they're in the same spot we're in. Yeah. You know, so they're only gonna give you advice if you know they might be a few steps ahead of you. They can't really give you that advice, but people can't turn to their parents because I feel like within our country, a lot of people's parents ain't necessarily together. Yeah. So, mm. you know, how, how do oh. you do, how do you do that? Like this is this is a real a real thing, man. Um like I I truly believe that uh, you know, that's a great segue because there's parents that um was raised on a traditional mindset, right? But with these ever-changing things that are happening within contemporary times, they don't know how to keep up. They're just stuck on, oh, what's happening in the woods? (laughs) 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 You know, like, I mean, they they just stuck on one angle and they looking at their daughter or their son like, I don't know what they talking about. This NBA young boy or these tenders. Right. Some are some are runner and walker (laughs) and jogger. I don't know what. (laughs) They like just confused. So getting advice from them is like taboo. So where do you turn? And I think that you made a great point, Justin, as far as like um the mental health aspect and Jalan, you bringing up Big Sean is a great example. But going back into Justin's point, like the audience that caters towards that is older people. Like there's not a lot of, you don't really come across a young teenager that are like, yeah, I'm a J. Cole or Big Sean fan or Kendrick Lamar fan. Like I have a cousin just, you know, for the sake of this conversation. And he's like very, very deep. I love my little my my little cousin. He's a writer. He does a lot of stuff. Some of his pieces is within the city that he resides in from his uh school newspaper and all that. Like he's doing great things, man. 14, 15 years old. He's finding himself, but he's a pure Dreamville fan. It makes no sense. He's a pure Kendrick Lamar fan. It makes no sense. I'm like, what? These ears. He's he he loved Nas. Like, I truly believe it's about what you are exposed to. It's about your your making that can help you understand the decisions that you can make and that you possibly could make later on in the future. Yeah. 
is it safe to say that like kids like him that are exposed to those artists have a more mature frame of reference versus the kids that are listening to I don't know who's popular right now, but like the NBA young boys, the Kodak blacks and stuff like that, because in my mind, you can't necessarily I don't think those two people exist in the same person. <laughs> go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> for me, for uh, for me, yeah. Like I can I can answer that question. Yes. Like I truly believe that they do possess a more mature mind state, like or mindset because of who they are allowed to internalize. So yeah, it's clear. No, yo, definitely, definitely. Their mindset is just the the topic of thinking about, you know, J. Cole, thinking about Kendrick, the stuff they talk about is more mature. So just that alone is going to make them more mature of a person. But you, Justin, did, uh, but Justin, you definitely got to get more, more young out there, man. It's, it's more artists than Kodak Black and Young. I, 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 I feel that, but I feel like for me, it comes back to like, a, how can I relate to it? Like, if I can't relate to uh, certain topics and I do like certain like hip hop, you know, like certain rap, like I like King Von, uh, you know, I like some Chicago drill, you know, like Fabio four and stuff like that. But that's also very mood specific when I'm like in a certain mood, but like if yeah. like consciously, because I listen to lyrics and if you say like two things that don't make sense, it'll, it won't really connect. And quite frankly, the only reason I like Kodak black, cause he's from South Florida and I always like my Florida rapper. So yeah. it's one of those things that like is, you know, ah, ah. yeah, that's crazy. Like by, by y'all talking about this, man, it kind of brings up a certain point. Like I truly believe that these young rappers, right. They die, yo, they die. They die too young. Like not only do I have a cousin, he's the older, you know, brother that's influenced by, uh, most conscious rap rappers. I have another little cousin that is literally right under his age that like um, artists like uh, XXX Testacion. Testacion. I don't even know the man name, bro. But yo. yo. <laughs> Come on now. You're speaking my age right now, dog. Yeah, facts. I'm facts. 57 years old, bro. Come on now. Come on, man. <laughs> No, I'm old man, bro. I don't know. I just ate. Hey, much respect to him and his family and his craft. He was very talented, but he was very different. You know what I'm saying? And like the other artists too, um, Juice World. He was very talented, but very different. Like, but they both talked about certain things, and they both kind of had like a different type of culture that they were like, I don't know, praising in a way. Like, but they're no longer here, dog. They're no longer here. So, like, I don't even know if my little cousin could even be influenced by their music now. Um, even even other artists, like, uh, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, man. Nah, I don't want to go in the weeds with that. But, yeah, y'all, 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 y'all catch my drift. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, sure. yeah, I do think these artists die too young, like X and Juice World, But I also feel like it's that. The pain from not knowing yourself forces you to do a lot of drugs. And yeah. that's why I feel like the the advent of the drug culture. Like to me, smoking weed isn't the same as like 
popping pills. You know, mm-hmm. our generation, we were like weed heads. We mm-hmm. smoked a lot of dope. That mm-hmm. was really it. We weren't really like we had the Molly thing. I ain't never take a Molly, but no. like that's probably like the the tip top for that. But like this younger culture, like bro, the shit they doing to I feel like to alleviate the pain that they're in is because like they don't really they're they're out of touch with who they are. Yeah. But for for weed wise, you don't think that helps people escape? I've never done weed. I've never smoked. I'm just I'm just asking. It it does help you escape, but I feel like you're so I'm I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I'm a smoker. I don't smoke as much now, but I smoked a lot in the past. It helps you escape, but there's not much of a, a lag or a hangover. At the end of the day, weed is natural. So, you know, there's a, a natural aspect to it. I feel you. I I wanna chime in when it comes to that. Like, yes. There is a natural aspect when it comes to weed, right? Um, and it's also a natural curiosity as well. I mean, I know, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak about everybody else's experience, but I know for me, it was more of a natural curiosity and just understanding the naturalism behind it. Like, uh, at that time, you know, Wiz Khalifa was hot and he made smoking marijuana look like, hey, man, as long as you just take a puff, you can smile all day. Everything is fine. It's Taylor Gang. And I was just thinking like, wow, this is great. Right. But um, it comes a certain time where you got to be like, all right, well, weed works for him. I mean, he has millions of dollars, black and yellow. Right. But for me, I'm I'm stuck in college. I'm trying to figure it out. So, yeah, it goes hand in hand in hand, man, for sure. So what do you think we what do we think could happen to change this tradition on relationships? You think it's fixable? Because like you said, a lot of these people that are younger, they're not influenced by meditating. They're not influenced by therapy. They're influenced by everybody they're around. And then our age bracket, only half of us are worried about therapy. Other people are not. And then the older generation. We ain't even gonna talk about them, them but them niggas all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they they are out of here. But like uh for me, I think it's through the through the music, man. The music is the uh medicine. Like, I don't know, man. Look, <laughs> as of recently, I've been listening to uh Russ's new album. His album is dope. And I've been listening to Alicia Keys' new album too. Now, okay, I'm about to really go in in a certain sense, because I made a little, I, I shared a, a little story about her album on my um, IG. And for those that don't follow my lame ass page, I don't blame you. Because <laughs> after listening to the album, I'm like, yo, <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. I, you know, it ain't, it ain't really that fire. <laughs> but there were certain songs that she had that definitely like tickled my, Penal gland. Like, wow. <laughs> that that third eye, she really did tickle that. I'm like, wow. She, she, I'm sorry, I've never heard of that in my life. Ever. Yo, hey, we keeping that shit on here because that's needed. Like, she did make me feel and make me think because of what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? So I know, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. what is it called again? Penal gland. Yeah, the penal. Oh, your third eye. Your third okay, eye. I'm sorry. Yo, you were wilding, yo. <laughs> we got, we got, we got to get my man's hips. 
He just on that weed, y'all. Just relax. <laughs> he on that whiz right go now. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But, but nah, like she had a few songs on there that was like really deep. And like, it just made you think about life. It made you think, I'm, I don't know, it made you even appreciate your current circumstance or things that are foreseeable and things that are unforeseeable, right? She made you appreciate it with certain songs. And that's in my opinion. And we can go back to Russ. Like Russ made, he was, he was rapping. He had all these rappers on the album. I think he had a song with the game and, and Pat Poose and just a lot of names. I'm like, yo, this is dope. He even had a song with Conway and a whole, a whole bunch of people. But like, the whole time, like his voice was constant, his vibration was constant, and he threw in a message like, "Yeah, you know, I, I kept Jesus first, and my faith is high, and da 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 I, 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 I seeked out help, and I always kept true, and boom, 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 boom." And you can say the same thing about Big Sean. So my thing is like, it it is about the music because people hear that and be like, "Wow." If they can do that, then I can do it. So, yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. But I think the problem is, is that these artists aren't popular. So like Alicia Keys, I, I used to be a fan and then she cheated on me with Swiss. So I cut her off. Mm. And then, hey, man. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh boy! Uh, uh, and then, um, and then, basically, with the Russ, he's he's close to our age. And then, for the younger kids, I don't think the younger children are going to be fans of his work because, like, he had like Pat Poose, Big Crit, Big yeah. Sean, what else? All these artists, Ninth Wonder, yeah. uh, Alchemists, all these, all these things are us. That's yep. our age bracket. These younger kids, they're listening to that. So, so I'm saying, I feel like. It's good for our age back, but I feel like a lot of times we have to worry about these younger people, you know? And I don't feel like they have anybody to listen to that's going to influence them to go to therapy, to worry about, you know, different things other than listening to their kids that are, that are in trauma too. So I feel like for the younger generation, I would say there's a piece of the younger generation that actually is probably a little further advanced than we think they are. Because I've realized like this, this gen, the Gen Z, they're much more spiritually in tune with yep. certain things. I feel like there's still a portion of that generation. And this just comes with hip hop that there's always going to be a portion of hip hop that's just like overly, I don't know, just ignorant, but like they just perpetuate that stereotype. But then there's another side that like, you know, I think just come, these are COVID kids. So being in a pandemic, they see the world differently. They have an appreciation for nature. They're thinking about, you know, like the environment and being sustainable and being mm -hmm. plant-based. And to me, like to be plant-based is a very spiritual process because you are, your body's your temple, you know, uh, you know, let thy food be thy medicine. So it's things like that that I do think about like within a younger generation, but I feel like it's for us, the older generation to kind of like reach back onto those, like those lost ones that kind of like, you know, don't really have that guidance. And kind of like, you know, put them on game a little bit more. Hold on, one, one so, second. Listen, listen, don't call us the older generation, bro. Don't do not do that. Bro, you got it. But the thing no. is, we it's about hierarchy. <laughs> it's a hierarchy. You got to think about it. Like, there are people that, even if you don't feel it, that look up to you. Like, being, it's weird, because I feel like I know we don't always see ourselves as that. 
But you got to think about when a high schooler sees you, they see somebody that's like, oh, okay, hello, sir. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things that like, I heard this from like my, my grandparents, a lot of their older friends and stuff like that, you know, age is and maturity. It's a blessing because to be able to get, you know, older and older, you carry a lot of wisdom that you can pass and give back and invest in the younger crowds and stuff like that. So, you know, that's just my take on it. I believe that too, man. Like, I think that that's a, that's a great point. And, you know, these younger generations, they're definitely aware of the environment, aware of what's going on around them. They have a heightened awareness about themselves than any other generation before them, really. So, um, oh yeah, like for sure. So like, I know for a fact that there's an artist and he's making waves. And um, from what I understand, he's from the Atlanta, Georgia area. His name is Kenny Mason, and he's young. He's a young one. But he talks about that conscious stuff, but he has that trap sound. It's the weirdest combination, but it works. I'm trying to tell you, it really works. Like he kind of gave me the uh, JID um, vibe, or um, yeah, like, but like he's way more rugged, you know, way more rugged in a way. Um, there's young boys that are listening to those to those guys. So, yeah, man, for sure. You know, another young artist I thought about when you said that was Jaden Smith. Mm, mm-hmm. Another guy, like, if you never listen to Jaden Smith stuff, like, Jaden, he's he got some heat. <laughs> he he sure. fire on the low. Yeah. Like, it's you kind of like, oh, it's Will Smith, so I'm going to go listen to Jaden. I pulled up on the album one time. I was like, okay, this man really out here. Yep. You know, spitting, but his 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 rap style is truly unique to himself. But he has his own brain of consciousness that kind of you know shows that hey, as a young black kid, you don't have to live in whatever box they put you in. Mm-hmm. So I know people tripped about him. You know, oh, he wearing a dress and this, that, and the third. Our whole concept of masculinity and femininity is based off our media. Yep. Because if we grew up like when you go to other countries and stuff like that in Africa, they wear they can wear long like you know flowy gowns and stuff like that that are you know long shirts, but they're like a dress. You know what I'm saying? So does that make you a weaker man? No, it doesn't. That doesn't. That has nothing to do with your internal masculinity. So when I think about that, I think Jay and Smith is one of those other artists that you know just showing that you don't have to live in a box. I got you. That's what's up. No, but so what do y'all think about that? Wearing dresses. I don't think that's ever going to be in my fashion or in my closet, but would y'all, would y'all do that? What? No. Man, hell no, nah, man. I wouldn't even one, think about it. So what do y'all, you, you mean dress one. or skirt? What do you, what do you talk? Like, it's, I have to show you, like, uh, okay. bring up some pictures, but if you look oh, okay. up, well, I guess the point I'm saying is, honestly, I don't care. Like, yeah. if that is something that I feel like, the whole concept of like what we think is masculinity and like even like wearing certain things like bro like that to me doesn't make you a man that'll make you tough or something it's the same thing with like sexuality people are like well you know to be masculine you can't be gay i don't care you know if you're gay or straight you can still be a man to me a man has nothing to do with your sexuality or who you like or love or what you wear that has nothing to do with that shit so like if you feel comfortable Rocking the dress, bro, that don't got shit to do with me. Go do your thing. I ain't putting one on, but I ain't going to knock you for it. You know, if that's what makes you happy and stuff like that, if that's what makes you vibrate higher, 
do that shit, bro. <laughs> it ain't making me vibrate higher, so I don't really care. Yeah, yeah, and that brings up a good point. Um, I don't think Prince wore dresses, but he wore a lot of things that make him look more feminine. But like listening to his music now, like I was just chilling on break, but listening to his music, Prince was a Prince was getting getting the ladies, you know what I'm saying? But he was more of he looked more feminine than a masculine, you know, man. He wouldn't be like the masculine man example, but Prince was getting a lot of women like crazy. Go look back at the 60s and 70s period, bro, and how they were dressed. These were grown men in bell bottoms, skin tight with little altar tops and like platform shoes. And that was the style. So when you talk about like, okay, feminine and masculine, like if you go, I look back, I got a lot of albums. So when you look back at them covers, I'm like, boy, these boys is wild. If I pulled up with some of the shit they had on right now, y'all be like, boy, just tripping. (laughs) (laughs) Like this man, he done lost it. So that was their style. So you know what I'm saying? Like that it's. Yeah, I I completely agree, man. Like I think that, um, it is, uh, well, I think that masculinity and I think that even femininity, it is determined off of your character and what you are exposed to to help groom your character, right? So, hey, masculine men, let's say, let's use the 60s and 70s, right? And how they dressed, right? They will cut your ass quicker than a, mm-hmm. than a, than a person now that will pull out that damn gun with the extended clip you know what i'm saying like it's just the same thing that you know the difference is character like back in the 60s and 70s they'll cut you before they'll shoot you they'll because you'll be able to you know survive Survive. (laughs) but now your life right they they had a a way more better understanding when it comes to the value of life but today man they don't even care they don't even have no no regard they will Shoot you quicker than a minute. I mean, and you probably just—I don't know you. I don't even know what you could have. What you could have did, you know? It's crazy. Well, they—they. They, I feel like nowadays people don't. They'll take a life because they don't value the life of their own. Facts. Absolutely. Wow. And that's character. I don't care what nobody say. That's character. Does that? Does that make them masculine? No. That yeah, makes no. them fucked up. And excuse my vulgarness, but that makes them a messed up person. Because if you don't have the respect or the regard to the value of life, then you don't even care about your own. Somebody can do the same thing to you. Or you yeah. could destroy your life. And that's what we're seeing with these young cats. But we also got a handful of cats that are like, no, nah, I'm trying to I'm trying to at least go to 21. I'm trying to at least go to... Enjoy life. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, this is our podcast, as y'all know. And basically, the main topic we talk about, like trauma and, you know, the younger age. Do you think it's anything that we can do? Because, like, we're not musicians, but can it's anything that we use using our platform to help somebody else with trauma, with being something? Go ahead, Tony. Yeah. Like, I think. We're doing it, man. We're starting the conversation. I think we got to push the envelope forward, man. Like, believe it or not, there's kids that are listening to this podcast, too. They can stumble across it and hear this. And then it just clicked in their mind that whatever they thought about was right. 
it probably was right by just this conversation that we're having here. So we're already doing it. Yeah, I, I agree with Tony. The fact that we're having this conversation, uh, how many other podcasts with three black men are having this conversation about, you know, just exposing the trauma or normalizing having that conversation? Like, you know, as men, no matter the age, it's OK to be like, bro, I'm hurt. I feel hurt. You know, Facts. I don't know what to do, where to go and stuff like that. We got to normalize those questions of people wanting to be vulnerable and not be like, man, you a bitch. You know, you a bitch ass yeah. nigga for, you know, feeling that way, bro. Like it's life. You know, you're going to be hurt and stuff like that. So I feel like we're we're getting there. And as we, you know, get bigger in our platform, I feel like we can. But, you know, if this, pla- if this podcast helps one person, shit, that's great. Facts. Yeah, yeah. And I had a point because you was talking about like being hurt. And since we are kind of talking about relationships, so what would a guy do? Like, let's say his name is Jalon, right? And he's <laughs> <laughs> What would a guy do? I mean, let's say his name is Jalon. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> yo, yo, what? <laughs> let's, just, let's just say he's dealt with the woman and He's hurt at that moment. Like, what would, what should he do at this time? Because he can't cry. He can't do anything about it because he's soft. But what do you think is a healthy way to get over this hurt? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I feel like, go ahead, Tony. I will. Okay. Taking the first stab at it, I believe that music <laughs> is the number one. <laughs> source of medicine, right? Listen to some Teddy P. (laughs) Love TKO. Hey. That's what my mind went. Shit happens, right? (laughs) Stuff happens. Gotta let it go. Right. And then like maybe even catch the uh the uh the message within the music, but go back, go way back. Go like in the 60s and the 70s and hear how much they would talk about love songs and how much they would they would talk about a breakup and what a man should do afterwards. And I mean, hell, listen to some Curtis Mayfield, man. Like, I got an old soul, but Curtis Mayfield was that dude. He'll sit back and tell you, like, look, my heart is broken, but I don't give a damn. I got a diamond in yeah. the back. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. like, I mean, I, I think it's just about what you would want to feed your soul. But one thing that 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 guys could start doing now is just coaching their their guy friends like yo like don't go off the ledge and don't become reckless because of something that you couldn't control at the moment or yeah so yeah i i love how tony brought up like the go back to the old school because yeah. I, I think the same way because when i would get in my feelings about stuff i go back to the classics the the ltd the mm-hmm. gap band love mm-hmm. the gap band like because just something about that that old music that speaks to your soul yeah um, but what I, I tend to think of is you got to f- figure out like how you find your peace. So I go to music. I just take that time to be by myself and really just kind of reflect. Reflecting over what happens is always, I feel like a good thing to do just to kind of acknowledge like, why do I feel this way? And it's okay. Like, you know, like Tony said, don't go off the edge. It's okay to kind of just, you know, dwell on that pain momentarily. But I feel like the one thing that we people don't talk about enough of is emotional maturity. Oh yeah. 
and not allowing your emotions like, okay, you're hurt, but you can't go around affected all day because, you know, the person at the store don't got shit to do with what just happened. And, you know, okay, you got hurt, but in the dating phase, it's going to happen. People get hurt every day. So it's kind of like, you know, how do you build emotional toughness to like acknowledge it and be like, oh, okay, I'm good. I listen to my song, you know, their loss I learned from it and move on. Facts. And I feel like with the hurt wise, just me just learning from, you know, my experiences is that you really can't have another person affect you in emotionally that much. For example, because like, let's say if I'm, I'm happy right now, I'm super happy, not talking to no girls, I'm happy. Let's say I meet a girl and now I'm with her, I'm even more happy, and then she leaves, now I'm sad. I shouldn't make her entering my life and leaving my life change where I'm at now, where I'm super happy. What I got to work on is the minute she enters my life and I know she leaves my life, I need to know that I was happy before her. I could be happy after her. Yeah. True. Absolutely. True. I agree. That goes back to that self-valuation, though. Like, once you understand your, you know, your value and stuff like that, when they leave, it's like, okay, cool. I enjoy that moment. It's fine. Keep on keeping on. That's it. That, that, that's, Decisions, that's it, man. Know? Decisions, decisions. Like, you got to decide to find your peace. You got to decide to evaluate and have some type of self-regard and awareness about yourself so that you can heal. And I think that getting hurt is the first stepping stone into just understanding that. Like, there's a, there's a lot of people that are, like, afraid to get hurt. And it's okay to get hurt. It's like really, really good to really get hurt. But music reminds you of that hurt and it reminds you of that light that comes after that storm. So I think that it's something that we should all practice for sure. No, I listen. I agree. I agree with getting hurt. Like I said, I was hurt from the last last girl. But right now I've been crazy in the gym, bro. Like. Yes, sir. Crazy in the gym. I'm working from home. I got like, I'm doing 300 push ups today. I did last week, I did, I think, six days. I had 300 push ups. Like, I'm going crazy. So I'm kind of waiting to be hurt again to see where I can improve. (laughs) 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 So you can can target it up. Like, all right, all right, let's go get the chest. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're doing it. You're doing it the right way. Yeah. What Tony said, it kind of made me think, I found my peace through pain. Yep. So it is something that once you learn, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I can take a couple of steps forward within that process. The, the name of the game is that if you keep experiencing it, though, to not let it affect you, you got to learn how to live at that, at that turned Facts. up space. Facts, yes. Yeah. It's Listen. like, but hey, you got to use whatever you do. Like, you know, if you play sports... Everybody know after that loss, that next practice was about to be like ass. <laughs> like your coach was about to really be in there. It's like, oh, damn. But the thing is, had you not lost, you wouldn't have had to hit that moment. If you were winning all the time and you knew how to sustain that level of intensity, you probably wouldn't have lost. So it's the same thing with like, you know, hurt relationships and shit like that. You know, this is great, man. This is something, man, like I, I truly believe that we definitely um, hint the um, the aspect of of what men could do to tackle um, these types of stereotypes. Um, I can't well, we can't really speak 
too much on the on the women's side of things because we only hear what's actually in the music, right? So, I mean, I have faith that there's women out here that are working on themselves in that regard of of getting help and having that self-awareness and building that uh, emotional intelligence so that they could be someone that could be uh, uh, experiencing positive growth as well. But look, man, hey, guys, I wanted to bring this up because this was something that was burning in my soul since last week, man. I think this conversation was definitely something needed and maybe even the start of a new trend, man. Hey, look, you know, we kind of deviated music and mental health and mental awareness. I don't know. Hey, you know, I'm just that guy that, you know, got a lame ass IG. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, do y'all have any, like, last remarks, last comments before we wrap this up? Um, For me, man, you work on your mental. Be strong with yourself. If you're single at this moment, work on being strong in yourself before you go out and find somebody. And don't just because you got hurt in a last relationship, don't be scared to get hurt again because right now I'm, I'm not hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yo. Woo. Hi. Hey, bro. I feel for you, bro. Oh, man. I get it, oh, bro. Man. Oh, what? Yo. <laughs> gotta we not laughing at him. We got to turn this you camera know. off, yo. <laughs> We not we not laughing at him. No, not at all. No, we not laughing at him. We just we didn't expect it. Who's next, man? man. Uh, I guess I guess uh, the my my closing remarks is to kind of just piggyback what Jalan's saying. I feel like the importance of just working on your mental. Um, even if you are in a relationship, uh, that's the one thing you owe yourself just to constantly focus on self-mastery, the discipline of kind of taking that time to be introspective and self-aware. Um, I feel like everybody's responsible for healing themselves and really to make sure that they can become the best person that they're supposed to be. And it doesn't happen overnight. It is a journey. You know, you're never going to be a complete person. As long as you walk this earth, there's always going to be something you learn and something you can improve on. So I feel like, you know, people should definitely take that. And especially as men, and I'm speaking to men, like, you know, women give this to a man. Like for us, we are responsible of, you know, making sure that our community is tied together and tight. The stronger that our bonds are, are the stronger is the community. You look at like cities like Chicago and it's a lot of young men that are dying over stupid shit. Imagine if they were unified, how different Chicago would be in their focus on something different. So that mental piece is something that I'm going to beat on that drum until, you know, that drum is no longer there. And it's not a conversation that we need to have, you know, mental awareness and mental health and spiritual health and emotional health and, you know, meditating and being zen the fuck out. That shit is important facts man like i just know for me like it's um definitely on in the same regard that you both speak of man just work on yourself man just have knowledge of self i mean apply that simple mathematics to your life and you should be all right to add things up and to subtract when you need to so yeah man big facts Thanks, everybody, for listening up until this point. Uh, This was episode 14 of the Untitled Podcast. Once again, I'm Justin. I'm Jalon. I'm Tony. We out.
Peace. Peace out.